Welcome everyone. Welcome back to Smile of Peds. Smile of Peds is a podcast that I am creating solely for the purpose of reflection and to record my experiences, especially the ones that stand out to me. In this podcast, I will discuss a variety of topics related to my experiences at Indigo Pediatric Dentistry. I will discuss topics that include office treatments, controversial dental issues, new technologies, and so much more. I hope that Smile of Peds will add a deeper meaning to my reflection, and I really hope that you guys enjoy listening to it. So thank you so much for tuning in again. Welcome to episode number three. Hello everyone, so I'm back and my name is Randab Dilnabi. In this episode, we're going to be talking about something very important. So actually, I've gone back and I've listened to episode number one and number two, and this is all part of my reflection and just to see how far I've come. So I'm a little bit more deeper into my internship. I'm really excited about it. I've been having a lot of fun. Um, I feel like dentistry is going to be for me. What like So far, what I see, it's all pointing in a positive direction, so I'm really excited about it. And honestly, I just want to take the time and reflect a little bit upon episode number one and two. So episode number one was a little bit more of an introduction, what I want to gain from this podcast, what I expect from it. And I'm glad that I kind of talked about my expectations from both this podcast and kind of from my internship and what I want to gain. And one thing that I mentioned in my first episode was the importance to me of being an Arab American woman and how that kind of helped me choose who I wanted to look up to. And that's why I decided to pick Dr. Runa because she's really someone that I absolutely look up to. And I want to be like, um, although we are all individuals and we all have good thing and bad things about us, I really um, look at Dr. Runa as a role model. So that's why I want to learn from her as much as possible. And honestly, I've learned so much from Dr. Runa and she's just such an amazing person. And she's also kind of Um, let me look into her personal life as well. She's also given me a lot of advice and so I just wanted to share a little bit of our or my interview with Dr. Rula and just the importance of how I mentioned in my first episode um, how picking her and the importance of being an Arab American Muslim. So my question to her was do you feel like being an Arab American Muslim restricts you in any way in your career or does it empower you? And I was so happy with her answer because she said that it empowers her, especially here in the United States, because she's not only an Arab American Muslim, but she's also a female. She's a mother. She's a sister. She's all these different things, yet she is trying her best to succeed in her career. And so she said that she wants to be able to succeed, open a business, and reach all of her professional goals, all while being able to show what her culture and religion actually are and being successful. So she told me that never put being Arab, American, Muslim, female, all these minority groups as things that restrict you, but some, but something that if you embrace it completely and embrace who you are, you're going to be successful. Because if you don't believe in yourself, no one is. And all these negative things that you hear about being Muslim or female or whatever it is, whatever minority group you are from, put those all aside or listen to them and make them things that push you to do greater things. And honestly, that's I think that's what I wanted to hear 
because to me, I always wanted to be something great and I still want to be something great, but I felt like being a minority might kind of get in my way or I would have to do something else if something else comes up in my life or things like that. But she's shown me that you can do whatever you want, be whoever you are and just embrace who you are so you can be successful. And I'm really, I'm really, really, really grateful for her outlook on this topic. So that's just a little bit about something that I'm very concerned about and just kind of resolving that and talking a little bit more about it with my mentor, um, which was a really good conversation. But today I would like to focus and talk about treatment and what that is, the different types of treatment and what I've seen in the office so far. So basically treatment has to do with anything that's done in the mouth other than the cleaning, which is called a recall or hygiene cleaning. And treatment takes place in the treatment room in the office, usually happens in the morning. So I have recently been able to go to my internship in the morning just so I can see these treatments happening. And my first treatment was an extraction, which is called a wiggle. So in the office, they have not, I don't want to say code names, but they're kind of like code names. So for an extraction, instead of telling a child, okay, we're going to take your tooth out and it's going to be really painful, they tell them that they are going to wiggle their tooth, which is not as scary. Um, however, the parent obviously knows exactly what's going on. And when an extraction is done, the tooth and the everything around that tooth has to be numbed so that the child doesn't feel it. So they use a needle. And also, a needle is not called a needle in the office. It is called sleepy juice. So there's just these kind of kid-friendly names for everything in the office um, just so the kids don't get scared because at the end of the day, Dr. Rula and her staff and any other dentist, their goal is to make sure that the child or patient is at comfort and that they're not scared, they're not nervous, and they're safe. So the first time I went into the treatment, it was an extraction. Um, and so when I asked, hey, what, were, what are we going to do? They said we're going to do a wiggle because obviously the patient was in there. So I'm just like observing, I'm observing, and then the tooth comes out. And I was like, oh my God, I thought they were going to wiggle the tooth. And it was so funny. So every time there's a treatment that happens and it's it has to do with an extraction, I, we always like bring up the story and laugh at it because I'm just like, I'm also apparently a child, like, and I really didn't even pick up on it, but it was a learning experience, and now every time there's an extraction, I know what happens. I know to control my facial expressions, obviously, so I don't scare the patient and things of that sort, so on, honestly, being in the treatment room has been such a learning experience, and each time you get better at it, and it also shows you what actually happens and what the dentist does because... The hygienists are done by the dental assistants and dental hygienists. So at the end, the dentist will come, count the teeth, see if there's any cavities or issues in the mouth. But in general, they don't really do the cleanings. So, but they do the treatments, you know. So it's, since I want to become a dentist, it's really important for me to be in the treatment room option just to see the different treatments that a dentist um, should be familiar with and what can happen in the treatment room and that dentistry is very flexible. You could be doing one thing, another thing could happen. So it's just that you have to be really flexible as a dentist. You really have to know what you're doing, obviously. 
and basically you need to practice a lot and I'm really happy that I get to be in the treatment room just to see the reality of things. So the treatment that's done, other than sealants, everything needs numbing because the filling, basically you're trying to make sure you're taking out that cavity, you're cleaning it out. Um, sometimes you have to like shave a part of the tooth to make sure that um, cavity is out and you're putting it back in. So you're restoring the tooth. The sealants are actually... Um, preventative measures so if you have mammalons which are ridges in your teeth that are very very like ridgy and bumpy and that food could get stuck in you could get sealants so that you can protect yourself from that happening and kind of protect yourself from cavities as well um, but sometimes insurance doesn't cover that or they cover only a specific amount so so it's actually really interesting to see all that goes on and the behind scenes of like all the payments and stuff that deal with sealants and how much insurance will cover because they don't think of it as something that's completely needed. They just think of it as pr protective measures, which honestly, my opinion is since it's protecting the teeth from getting cavities, why shouldn't we just have them so that then we can protect ourselves from getting fillings and crowns and all that, which at the end of the day, I feel like we would save much more money, but that's a whole other story. So it's really cool. Um, I've seen fillings, I've seen wiggles, I've seen crowns. Honestly, I love seeing wiggles because they're just so cool. Like when there's an abscess, which is an infection, or the tooth is very, very damaged and decayed, the tooth just comes out so it doesn't cause any more problems. Um, sometimes with fillings, when they're trying to take the cavity out, they see if the cavity has hit the nerve. When it, when it hits the nerve, it's called a pulpotomy. And that's basically kind of like a baby way, uh, it's like a baby root canal. And so they have to treat that. They have to take all the nerve that's been damaged out and then they fill it in, fill it back in and they do that whole process. They clean it with the etch and then they put um, the other stuff on and they restore the tooth to its natural form again. But it's also really cool. And honestly, I've seen like the pulpotomy and the nerve treatment happened a couple of times and it's really cool and exciting and I've also seen crowns and the cool thing with crowns is that they come in different forms so there's like the silver crowns which usually are on your back teeth but I've seen a couple of um children they come in and, and they've hit their like front teeth one or two of them or how many it is and I've seen the tooth become black from the front just because it's become decayed and it's dying so it could cause like more infections so they take that tooth out and they replace it with a crown or they might not even take the whole tooth if it's not completely decayed they'll just um kind of like shave it down to what is the healthy part of the tooth and then they'll put a crown on it and from the front it's just the same color as all the other teeth and the back it's silver and it's really cool, but also you, you really need to take good care of it. Um, you can't eat chewy candy afterwards because it might stick onto it. And funny story, I was telling this every time I go to my internship and something happens or I learn about something new, I tell my parents. So they were telling me my cousin had four of her front teeth. They were crowns, the ones that were the same color as the teeth from the front and then from the back they were silver. And so obviously the dentist told them like no chewy candy, 
They asked until when, they told them forever or until, you know, like your teeth, um, your front teeth, the permanent ones come out and then you, those crowns come out and you have your permanent teeth. So she was eating a lollipop and all four of her front crown teeth got stuck on the lollipop and they were pulled out with a lollipop and it was, it wasn't painful, but obviously like imagine you're eating a lollipop, you take it out and there's four teeth stuck on it. I would be terrified. I don't know about you, but basically that just shows you how important it is to listen to the dentist. And obviously they're telling you something for your safety. They're not telling you it to be evil or try to get you not to eat your favorite things. It all has to do, do with something, but I thought it was a funny story. And I also thought, oh, see, this is why we listen to the dentist, but all of the different treatments that I've seen in the office have been really cool. So I also want to talk about behavior of the patient and how that affects treatments. And it doesn't affect treatments in the way if they're going to get crowns, wiggles, fillings, or sealants. It just affects, affects it in the way of what type of numbing and sedation they're going to get. So there's different types. There's oral sedation, which I haven't seen yet. There's nitrous gas, which I see all the time. There's IV sedation. And then there's like hardcore anesthesia. So I haven't seen, I've only seen the nitrous gas so far, but there's a day coming up, which is IV sedation day. So when that happens, I'll come back and record the rest of this episode. But then, or I'll add on to this episode, but I just want to talk about how important behavior is. So obviously if they see that the child isn't cooperating at all and that just doing nitrous gas and numbing will be, very hard and they won't be able to get things done, um, they won't do the nitrous gas. Um, And then if the child has a lot of work that needs to be done, like it can't be done in three to four treatment appointments, they'll also do the IV sedation. And then if the child has really bad conditions, like health conditions like asthma or a genetic disorder or things like that, they'll take them to the hospital and they'll be put to sleep. And that's all just for their safety, but behavior plays such an important role. So everything kind of roots back from the hygiene cleaning. They see how they take notes on how the child does every single time, just so that they could kind of estimate how they would do in the treatment room and if um, nitrous gas is needed or if sedation is needed or things like that. Um, And it's all just for the comfort of the child to make sure that they are safe, to make sure that they are comfortable and to make sure that their experience in the office is delightful and pleasant. And I've heard Dr. Runa say all the time, I don't want to scare your child, um, so let me give you other options. She always gives her parents other options for what they want to do with their child just to make sure that everyone is comfortable. So this all just comes to say that behavior at a hygiene cleaning is extremely important for both the hygienist, the assistants, and the dentist just so that they can see what they need to do to continue doing and providing the best for their patients. So I'm going to stop this episode right here, but whenever I go to the IV sedation, I'll come back and continue this episode. So this episode is not over yet. Just hang in there for a little bit more and I'll be back. Thank you so much for your time. So I guess this is kind of like part two of the episode. I said whenever I would have IV sedation and if I get to observe, I would come back and talk about it. So today was actually IV sedation day. It's the first day that I got to see it. 
it's really cool. They have an anesthesiologist that comes in and their assistant. And then um, the anesthesiologist has basically they're sedating through an IV and through the arm. They give the patient a shot, makes them drowsy, takes them to the treatment room, puts in the IV, um, gets the patient ready, puts them in a special seating way so that they don't choke or anything. Um, they put a little sponge thing in their throat to make sure that they're not swallowing anything. They tape their eyes so that they don't get anything in their eye because if anything gets in their eye, um, they can't tell the dentist or the doctor, you know, there's something in my eye and it might scratch their cornea or stuff like that. So they do it for the safety of the child. But the child is completely asleep and when they wake up, they can't remember anything. So they won't be scarred or anything like that. They don't know what goes on. And the dentist is able to do a lot more work on the child than when the child is just under the influence of nitrous gas. So today was a really, really fun day, but it was also extremely tiring. Um, I got to video a lot of the the procedures. Um, the, pa the parents were okay with it and Dr. Rhoda was okay with it. And the only rule for me was, you know, um, make sure that you're not getting any identifiers of the patient in there. And yeah, so I was very happy that I could uh, video the procedures because I really wanted a visual of the different procedures. So today I got to see everything. I got to see sealants. I got to see the fillings. I got to see wiggles and the crowns. And it was all really, really cool, especially the wiggle. It was actually, um, they had to wiggle it out because there was an abscess. So if you guys check out my journal entry and my pictures you'll see all that and in the video section I'll have all the different procedures which were also really cool so I'm really happy I got that opportunity um so they started today at 6 30 however I was there around 8 30 they had already finished a patient and then they had a second patient so before your child goes into IV sedation you have to fill out a form obviously because of liability reasons you have to make sure that you sign and you consent for everything they give you a questionnaire about what the child, um, what is going on with the child, if they have any medical problems, because if they do, then they'll have to go to the hospital. You can't do it in the office just because it's safer for the um, child. So today for the second patient, which is the patient that I had came in and they were like starting. So I just um, watched from the outside. Um, the patient was put to sleep through anesthesia and the parents did not feel like it was important to tell the dentist or the anesthesiologist that the patient had asthma and they actually had diagnosed asthma and so they had a reaction to the anesthesia so no work could be done on them for their safety and they were basically put to sleep and then woken back up um, and they were kind of just in discomfort just because um, they already had kind of a cold coming so they had a cold, they have asthma, and with asthma, you're not able to breathe 100% on your own sometimes, or at least in this case for this child, she had trouble breathing. So it just showed me like it's very important to tell your dentist, your doctor, or whoever is taking care of you all things that might deal with your safety because obviously they want the child to be safe in any, in any way, you know? So it was really cool, um, yet really scary, and the patient was unable to get any work done, so they would probably have to go to the hospital just because 
of their asthma, but it was really cool. And the rest of the day was really, really cool. We had five patients and then we had, we ended the day with a lip tie. And I'm going to talk about the lip tie and tongue tie experience in a whole nother episode um, that's coming soon just because it's really cool and it's really life changing. So today I got to see a lot of different things that opened my eyes. And honestly, at this point, I'm almost done with my required 60 hours. I will probably stay more than 60 hours in my internship just because I love it so much. And it's not only about, you know, this is my senior project class. It's actually something that I love doing. So at this point, I really do have a full body yes for dentistry. And I'm just kind of trying to absorb as much as I can and learn as much as I can. So that's my experience with IV sedation today. It was really, really cool, like I said before. Um, but it's, it just shows that, you know, you need to be careful with everything. You really need to fill out your questionnaire seriously. Um, liability is a really important thing. Flexibility is really important. You know, you just have to be a tough person and you really have to love what you do because sometimes you can be put into situations that are not the most pleasant. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it and I really enjoyed recording it just because I kind of got to have a conversation with myself about this and just kind of talk about the different things that have been on my mind and the different experiences that I've had and it's been really fun. So I hope you've enjoyed joining this casual talk and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's all for today. Bye, everyone.